Welcome to Passion Life Church. So glad that you're here this morning. We are starting a brand new series that I've entitled Into the Deep. If you have your Bible, turn to Luke chapter 5, verse 1. If you don't have your Bible, it'll be on this big Bible behind me on this screen. We're going to go into the deep. Turn to your neighbor just real quick and say, it's time to go deep. Come on, tell him that. Come on, it says time to go deep. Come on, turn to your another neighbor. Your second choice say it's time to go deep. And if you're wondering what inspired this series, it wasn't, I wasn't listening to Adele this week. Come on, somebody. I wasn't rolling in the deep. Um, that's not what inspired me today. It's the Holy Spirit that I feel like is taking our church into a deeper level. And, you know, as the weather gets warmer and we get back to a temperature that we can, you know, swim again, I think we would all admit that um, it's in the deep where everything happens. It's fun. I've never seen a diving board connected to the shallow end of the pool. You know, to be honest with you, um, uh, kiddie pools are not fun for adults, you know, and I can't even, I was with some of my family and they have a pool and I jumped into the three foot, like just my booty first, come on somebody, just jumped in. I went straight and hit the bottom of that pool, hurt my back. I think I cracked their whole pool. Like I can't even, I can't do nothing in the shallow anymore, you know, but I feel like for us, if you really think about it, what can you really do in the shallow besides just walk around, right? You can't drive your boat in the shallow water. You can't take a vacation cruise. It's only in the deep that you can get into that. Come on. You can't even do a jet ski in the shallow water. You can't parasail. All the fun things are in the deep. And I feel like God is calling us as children of God into a deeper relationship with him. Do you know you're as close to God today as you want to be, as you want to be? It's your, it's your decision. And he's calling us into a deeper relationship with him. Why? So you don't settle for a shallow life. So you don't settle for an average life. Listen, let me say it this way, a status quo life. So in the series, here's what I want to do. I want to learn what is God's desire for us in the deep? Why is it in the deep? And what you're going to find my friends and my church family, God does his greatest work in the deep. Somebody say in the deep. Come on. Did you find Luke chapter five, verse one? It said this. So it was as a multitude pressed about him, him is Jesus in this passage. So as it was, the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God. They uh, that, that he stood by the lake Gerasset, that is the, the, uh, the, actually the Sea of Galilee, verse 2, and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them because they were washing their nets. Then he got into the boat, he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little bit from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, so this would be Peter, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. Mm, that sounds like a good title for a series. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night. We are tired. We are exhausted and caught nothing. Somebody say nothing. Nevertheless, that's your word. I will let down the net. 
And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus's knees saying, depart from me. I am a sinful man, O Lord, for he and all who were with him were astonished. Somebody say astonished. You're going to see what this means a little bit later. But he, they were astonished at the catch of fish, which they had taken, verse 10. And so also were James, John, and the, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. As we start today, part one of this new series, Go Deep, I want to, I've entitled today, Move Forward. I believe it's time that we start to move forward into God, what, what he has for us today. Jesus is preaching, and it's kind of funny when I hear people talking about how churches start to get big and start to get, you know, large crowds, and they're like, you know, I don't know if that's really godly. I don't know. I'm like, do you read your Bible? Like thousands of people came to hear Jesus speak because they loved him. And so these crowds of people were pressing against him, and behind him is the Sea of Galilee, and he sees two empty boats, and he knows Peter because he had healed Peter's mother-in-law, I mean, that, that's how you know he loves Peter because he healed Peter's mother-in-law. Come on, somebody. And so you didn't get that one. You'll get it later. And he sees Peter's boat and he gets in. And he says, hey, can you press out your boat so I can get in it? Some people believe because at that time they didn't have microphones. So his, his actual voice would be reflected on the water and the thousands of people could hear him. And he's preaching. And then the Bible says this. It, it's kind of interesting. Uh, and I think I, I want us to really understand what Jesus is doing. And you need to know this, that whenever Jesus asks you for something, if he ever asks you like he's asking Peter for his boat, whenever Jesus makes a demand, it's actually a setup for your life. He's actually going to set you up for incredible supply. He's actually going to set you up for a miracle. This is why it's so important that we say yes when Jesus asks us for our boat. But my church family, Jesus wasn't trying to get something from Peter. He was actually trying to get something to Peter. I want to say that again. He wasn't just trying, my church family, does Jesus need a boat? For those of you who are a little confused, he walks on water. Without a jet ski, Paris, he walks on water. Why? Because he made the water. He doesn't need a boat. You think he needs Peter's boat? No, Peter needs Jesus in his boat. So when he's asking you a question, it's because he has a desired end in mind. And you better say yes. He gets into Peter's boat. And after he begins, after he finishes preaching, this part really blesses me. Jesus sees the crowd, tons of people, but then he looks down and he notices something about Peter. He notices that Peter, his nets are empty. He notices, Jesus notices this. And I thought, this really blessed me because it's so easy to think that Jesus sees all the crowd. He does the multitude of people. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, but yet he can look and see one person. God still sees the one. God still can see and look into the details of your life and notice, Peter, guess what? Your net is empty. I see it. The Bible calls him the God who sees. He sees, he notices the details. You need to know that. 
And see, what I want to focus on today is I want to talk a little bit about failure. Peter failed. Peter failed to catch fish. And Peter's failure resulted in empty nets. I want to talk a little bit about failure because you're going to see in just a couple moments, we read the story, Peter's honest about his failure. I mean, it's obvious that he had not caught anything. But I wonder today if there's an area of your life where you feel like you failed or you feel like you're failing. You're just, you're just not meeting the standard of whatever that standard, you may not admit it publicly, but there's, it's kind of can be a scarlet letter on your life. I've talked to people who in the last two years have lost their dream job and man, it had really hurt them and they feel like they failed. I talk to, to people all the time who their marriage, it just, they're going through a divorce and they feel like, man, they failed. There are some that will, parents who will look at their kids and look at how their kids are acting and they feel like they've failed as a parent. I understand that. I have failed. I've made mistakes. But we see in Peter's case, his failure resulted in emptiness. In an emptiness. And I wonder today as we talk about this, I wonder what empty nets mean to you. Because obviously most of you in this room don't have a boat and go out and cast a net. But you know, we can still feel like we have empty nets. I wonder what that means for you. Because see, if you lose a job and you feel like a failure, empty nets for you could mean financial hardship. Man, you're, man everything now has been hard financially. Why? Because you lost the job. Or maybe you failed in some relationships. So now the empty net is, man, you feel lonely. Like you feel empty. And maybe today you just feel like you can't make the right decisions. But watch this. But inside of you, there is a drawing for purpose. You know that, let me say it this way, there is a tension on the inside of you that you are not living the life you could live. Three people said amen. And that tension, the Bible says, is deep calling unto deep. There's this tension of pulling out greatness in your life. And my church family, that's not going to happen in the shallow. It's going to happen in the deep. I'm going to say this. A part of the tension and the frustration of what we feel is we've been playing in the kiddie pool too long. And God's saying now it starts to sw- it's time to swim in the deep. You cannot be 45 years old and still walking around in the shallow kiddie pool and going, life is fun. No, it's not. you got to get into the deep. Can I hear a good amen today? you got to get into the deep. And so what we understand about failure is, let's talk about it a little bit. Let's, let's, let's open this thing up. Let's, let's be honest when we talk about failure today. One thing about failure I think that is tough is it always will cause you to dwell in the past. Dwell in the past. I want you to think about this for a minute. We all have failures. We all have some sort of type of past. And when I'm talking about past, I'm not just talking about like four years ago or, you know, when I was in sixth grade. I'm talking about some, for, for us, that's yesterday. And you know what? That's past. And here, here's what we do. I think what, 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 what's challenging about dealing with failure at times is it's always about the past. But watch this. You can't change the past. There's no way you can change the past. So the question becomes, if I can't change the past, Why am I going to dwell in something that I can't change? 
So what God does is he gives you a decision to say, are you going to stay chained to the past or are you going to allow me to give you a whole new future? Are you going to step into my mercies and in my grace and move forward? But let's be honest. It's a little hard to move forward sometimes. Why? Everything we see oftentimes is past. Take out your phone. Look on Instagram. Most of the stuff of your pictures are from the past, right? You look at, the, you look at your, your, your photo reel on your phone. It's past. You walk into your house today. You have pictures of your family or whatever, and right, it's all of past moments. So we're constantly reminded of the past. But here's the great news. God doesn't consult your past to give you the future that he has for you. Although we dwell on the past and it's on replay in our mind, God does not consult our past and our failures to give us the future that he has for us. Now, let me say this. For some of us, we've had a great past. Let me say it this way. We've had victories in the past. Like we've, we've had amazing things happen in the past, but did you know that even past victories can keep you? That can be the limit for your life. Well, you know, in 2010, you know, our marriage was great. Yeah. But listen, Bubba, it's 2023. So even past victories, that's why some, it's so hard for teams who went to the Super Bowl once to go to the next year because they're like, yeah, we were Super Bowl champions last year. Yeah, I know, but it's this year. You got to move forward. You got to move forward. So Jesus sees Peter's failure in his empty nets. And this, listen, I, I want you to understand God's heart and Jesus' heart. He sees the nets and he doesn't just go, I'm sorry, Peter. See you later. I'm going to go heal a guy with leprosy. That's more important. You know what I love about it? Is he sees it and he addresses Peter. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. He doesn't want to just look at your empty nets where you feel like you've failed, like the empty nets. God wants to speak into that in your life. Why? Because he wants you to move forward. And so this is what he'll do. He'll give you an instruction. And depending on whether you obey that instruction and do what Jesus said will determine that you have what Jesus wants you to have. And watch, here is what he tells Peter. He says, Peter, I need you to launch out into the deep. Watch, this is what he's saying. Peter, I know you failed, but you're going to have to move forward. Peter, you're going to have to launch out into the deep. Peter, you're going to have to try again. Peter, you're going to have to get up and you're going to have to go after it. But here's the great thing. Peter, you're not doing this alone. Peter, you are going to go out now with my presence and my word with you. And the outcome is going to be totally different, Peter. But Peter, you're going to have to get up. You're going to have to try again. You're going to have to love again. Come on, you're going to have to give again. You're going to have to go for it again. But this time it's not going to be the same because Peter says, yeah, but God, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Listen, I know because that's what happens when we do a lot of things in our own strength and in our own self-effort, we get exhausted. But my church family, we have to get up. And that's what God's word will do is it will cause you to get up. Now watch. It's like Jesus was saying to Peter, although I'm going to begin my work right here, right where you're at, because that's where he starts his work, right where we're at, right in the midst of failure, right where we're at. We're going to start on the shore, Peter. We're going to start right here in the shallow, but my words are going to take you deep. Listen, you're going to launch out into the deep. My word, if you'll walk on what I'm saying, Peter, you're going to experience a miracle. Now, 
I'm a little geeky when it comes to the Word of God. I've learned to look at different words in the original language because I think it just helps me. And so the New Testament is written in Greek. So I, I thought, well, what does deep mean? Go out into the deep. Well, I think you would, and I would say, well, ordinarily it just kind of means surface, not surface level, right? Not shallow. But I looked up this word deep because I said, what is Jesus saying? And I was just, I, I was amazed because in the deep, it, it, the, the word deep in the Greek, actually, it translates to this. It translates to depth. Watch this. But it translates to greatness, profoundness. And listen, this is the definition I want to use throughout this series. So you, you can understand when I say deep, because I'm not talking about you walking out of here and somebody goes, how was church? How was, how was the message? And you're like, man, it was deep. What does that mean? I don't know. It was deep. That's not what I'm talking about. Does that make sense to everybody? I don't know what he talked about, but it was deep. That's not what we're going for. I thought this is an incredible definition. Deep in the Greek means this, the secret and unrevealed purposes of God. That's deep. Now, why is it secret? Is it because God is withholding it from you? No, my church family, my friends, listen, the reality of it is it's secret because you haven't experienced it yet. The Bible tells us that if I ask, I will receive, right? If I seek, I will find. If I knock, the door will be open. If I don't knock, if I don't ask, if I don't seek, then it'll stay a secret. But there are purposes of God that have just not been revealed to you yet because you haven't experienced it yet. And this right now is where Peter's at. He's on the precipice of something that has not been revealed to him yet. My church family, I want to tell you from experience today, there are purposes that God has for your life that you have not even experienced yet. Come on, say a better amen. There are things I know, but here's what happens because we're in the shallow, right? It's like life. It just, I don't know, Pastor Phil just seems so routine. It just seems like nothing's happening. I'm hitting a wall. I know it's because you got to go deeper. That's where all the fun is at. It's in the deep and in the deep, watch this is where you're going to see God's greatest work in your life. And I don't care if you are 20 and you feel like you know it all, or you're 70 and you're like, I've gone through it all. God still has more for your life, and it's in the deep. Can I hear a good amen today? And today, we're going into the deep. Take off the floaties. We're going in the deep. Take off the life jacket. We're going in the deep. What am I going to do? Who's going to save me? His name is Jesus. Because when we go in the deep, we don't go alone. We go with him. And he's going into the deep. What do I mean by that? He wants to reveal to you purposes that you have not even experienced yet. Peter says, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Nevertheless, Jesus, at your word, I'm going to launch out. I'm going to launch out into the deep. Here's number one if you're taking notes. If you're going to move forward, you need to know this. It's only by faith in God's word that unlocks the unrevealed purposes of God. I want to say that again. It's only by faith in God's word that unlocks the unrevealed purposes of God. I want to tell you this. God loves the deep. I'm going to tell you why. Because to be in the deep, you have to operate by faith. It does not take faith to operate in the shallow water. 
And the Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. The Bible says that every day you and I are to walk by faith, not by sight. If I walk by sight, I'm going to walk shallow and not in the deep. There's a lot of shallow Christians. You know why? Not because they're not intelligent. It's because they only live by what they see. Oh, Pastor Phil, did you see the balloon in the air? China's coming for us. Ah. I'm going to live in the deep. You know, I'm going to go eat some Chinese food right after service. God is my protector. If you only live by what you see, you're going to live a very shallow life. Oh, I'm going to go deeper. Now I can because it's the series. Some of you look at your life. You look at yourself and you only see shallow. That's because you don't see yourself how God sees you. Come on, somebody. God loves the deep. God loves the deep. But Peter's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try again. Do you know failure wants to keep you in the shallow end of life? Failure wants to keep, it's the enemy's objective in your life to keep you average and to define your life like a scarlet letter because of one moment, one failure in your life. But I want to tell you today, Jesus had a purpose for Peter that he had not even revealed to Peter yet. Peter didn't have a clue what Jesus had planned. And, but Peter was smart enough to say, all right, Jesus, listen, what do I got to lose? My nets are empty. What do I got to lose? I've tried. I got nothing. What do I got to lose? Oh, you have everything to gain with Jesus. I'm going to launch out into the deep. Watch. At your word, I'll do it. I want you to notice what Jesus was doing to Peter. Jesus, by his word, was injecting faith into Peter's failure by speaking the word to him. Why? Because faith in Romans 10, 17 comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Jesus is looking at Peter's failure and he's giving him a word. What is he doing? He's giving Peter what he needs to act on to get what God has for him. Every word of God, the Bible says, has faith in it. When he's speaking to you, when you're reading the word, faith comes and in your failure, you need faith to move forward. Can I hear a good amen today? Come on, it's time to move forward. Everybody said it, it's time to move forward. But here's what failure is going to do. It's going to try to rob you of your faith. Yes, you made some decisions. I made some decisions I'm not proud of. But here's the question. Will you respond in faith on God's word and allow faith to be injected into your failure? Or will you just be a prisoner of your past? Hear me, my church family. Zechariah said in the Old Testament, I want to be a prisoner of hope. Hope means this. A, hope means a positive expectation. This is, what, this is what Zechariah was saying. I want to be a prisoner of a positive expectation. So you have a decision. God lets you decide whether you're going to move forward or stay in failure, stay with empty nets. And here's the thing. You can decide to be a prisoner of a positive expectation, or you can decide to be a prisoner of your past and live under limitation your whole life. It's up to you. I want to be a prisoner, not of my past. I want to be a prisoner of a positive expectation to see what God can do through me. But we get to choose. You know, Jonathan Maxwell said this, the difference 
between average people and achieving people is their perception of and response to failure. And I have some great news today, my church family. Failure is not final. I'm going to say that again. Your failure is not final. You know why it's not final? Because Jesus on the cross when he died said it was finished. He finished your failure. What do I mean by that? He has forgiven you of all the sins that you have ever committed. He will forgive you today if you mess up. He will forgive you tomorrow. Jesus said it is finished. And he said it is finished so you can move forward from failure. I thought you'd be more excited than that. I really did. Just so you know, there's some coffee in the lobby if you ever need to come in just before you. You'll be amening a lot better. You got to move forward. You know what I've learned about some of my great friends who are doing great things? This characteristic of moving forward. I love my pastor. We moved over here 10 years ago from El Paso, Texas. I was a part of a a great church. They were doing uh, 20,000 people on the weekend. I was the youth pastor for 11 years. In the midst of that, our pastor's wife um, went to the doctor and she got diagnosed with, um, with cancer, ovarian cancer. Within seven months, she had passed away. Man, it was hard on our pastor. But I'll never forget when he stood up in front of the congregation and he said, I love my wife, but I'm going to move forward. I'm going to pastor this church. I'm not going to live with a chip on my shoulder. And I'm going to make the devil pay. And I'm going to speak. I'm going to preach like I never preached. And today, their church is still thriving. My church family, that's tough. That's tough to move forward from. But you got to move forward. You got to make a diff- you got to make a decision. Now, I just want to show you something. And why is this so important? Peter does what Jesus says. My church family, it's not that hard. Just do what he says. And here's number two. Peter went from an empty net. He went from empty to overflowing. In a matter of moments, he gets in the boat, he gets his nets, and he's like, we're going out into the deep. The Bible says that when they get out into the deep, that there were so many fish that his, not only, listen, not only did his net break, but he starts putting him in the boat, the boat starts sinking. There's so many fish that he's got to call the partners. He's like, hey man, my boat is sinking. There's so many fish that not only is his boat sinking, but the Bible says that the partner's boats were sinking. Peter, in a matter of moments, goes from empty to overflowing. Why? Because he moved on from his failure. And I'm telling you, if all you see is the empty net, you're going to live in a shallow end of life. But if you can see, see, he didn't know that all of this was going to happen, right? It's, it was a secret, un, unrevealed purposes of God. But this is what God is saying. If you'll just say yes, listen, in an empty net, an empty net can turn to something that's overflowing by the power of God. But listen, it's not going to happen in the shallow it's going to happen in the deep. You know what the Bible says? They were astonished. This tells me Peter's a professional fisherman. Not only were they astonished, the crowd was astonished, they were watching, but this tells me Peter, in all of his business of fishing, has never seen something like this. I'm going to tell you something. 
Peter was tired. Peter was exhausted. He was empty. Watch. Jesus took him from failure and exhaustion to astonishment. You know where that is, my church family? That's in the deep. That's in our obedience. I love that Peter had to call his partners. You know why? It shows us again, God doesn't want you just to have a little bit. He wants your life to overflow and touch other people's lives. Do you know that that, that, uh, James and John followed Jesus after this because of this? What happened in Peter's life, because he went from empty to overflowing, it affected other people that they said, man, I want to follow this guy too. And I think about that in my own life. This is why you cannot quit because there's more to your life than just you. There are people who are watching. And I I think what a privilege for us as children of God, that God would bless us to be a blessing. And some people have this idea of God that he's a minimalist. And he says, okay, Peter, listen, three fishies are good for you, right? That's just what I'm going to give you. The Bible says he didn't do that. He gave him a catch that was overflowing. Why? So Peter's life could be blessed to be a blessing to other people. And that's only going to happen in the deep, my church family. Listen, for some of us, that's why we live a shallow life is because we think everything is for us and about us. It's not. In the deep, there's a generosity that happens that is way beyond what you can think or even imagine that will blow over into others' people. It's like, can you imagine when you get to heaven, God saying the reason why Fred and Martha are here because of your life, the generosity of your life, because you moved on from your failure there in heaven because because your life impacted their life. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, yeah, you can give the Lord. A... Empty nets don't impact anybody. Two or three fish don't impact anybody. That's why Jesus had to multiply the three, the, the, the five loaves and the, and the three fish. Why? It was overflow. When that little boy, can you imagine taking the lunch from a little kid? So the disciples did. And the little kid's like, well, what am I going to eat? You know what he got back from giving a lunch? Five loaves, two fish. The Bible says that when once Jesus was finished with it, it says everybody ate till they were satisfied. Satisfied. It was like Golden Corral, like just all you can eat. Everybody ate till they were satisfied and there were 12 baskets left over. That is our God. Now you can be happy with your little lunch. Here's my little lunch. And you're going to live a very shallow life with your little lunch. And nobody's going to want to be around you because it's like mine, mine, mine. Go ahead with your little mine. Or you can put it in the hands of Jesus and go from empty to overflow. The Bible talks about our barns being so filled, so filled. Why? Not just for us, but to help impact a dying world. Can I hear a good amen today? I want you to hear this. Peter went from empty to overflowing, empty to overflowing, empty to overflowing. What would you do if your business was overflowing? Would you help anybody out? Would you give? Would you be generous? No. Well, that's why your business isn't overflowing. I just helped you. You can pay me my life coaching fee later. But God's desire is from you to go to empty 
to overflowing. This is why it's so important that we hear his word and what he's saying to us. Because Peter literally heard what Jesus said and none of it made sense. I've already tried. I'm tired. I want to go home. I'm the fisherman. You're a teacher. Why are you trying to tell me what to do in my fisherman business? It's not what he said. He said, nevertheless, at your word, I'll launch out into the deep from empty to overflowing. I've read this story tons of times personally and preached on it. As we talk about failure today, I, I wrestled with this just a little bit because I'm like, this is just kind of real simple and everybody's failed and yeah, move on. It's good. But when I read this, this is like a big deal for you and me. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's number three. In moving forward, that's how you access your future. This isn't today a little message about move forward. It's good. The intensity of this moment, if you don't move forward, you don't step into the future God has for you. Listen, I want you to hear this. Jesus didn't, all right, this wasn't just about the fish. This was about Peter's future. Peter didn't just get a whole bunch of fish. Peter got a whole new future. He got called into the ministry. He gets down and he repents and he says, because this is what God does. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. You see that and he's on his knees and he says, I repent, Lord. And Jesus says this, in the deep, when you move forward, you're going to find your future. Peter, I know that your best life and your imagination is, oh, I want to have a thriving fishing business. Jesus had a whole nother future prepared for Peter beyond his failure. Jesus says, you're not just going to be a fisherman. You're going to be a fisher of men. Peter, I'm calling you to be a disciple. Peter, you are going to write one day in the New Testament. You are going to be an author, Peter, not just a fisherman. You are going to be an author. You are going to be talked about in, in February at Passion Life Church in 2023. People, are going to be inspired by your life. Peter, your fishing business is just shallow. I'm calling you into the deep because I have a whole new future for you. Peter, you're going to stand up one day and you're going to talk. I know you don't see yourself as a talker, but maybe you do because you say a lot of weird things, Peter, throughout the New Testament. And I love Peter because he's real, he's humid, but you know what? God takes him and in the book of Acts, he casts out a net and 3,000 people give their lives lives to God because a fisherman decided to move forward from his failure and went from empty to overflowing. And here's the great news. This is what God wants to give you. God wants to give you a whole new future if you'll give him your failure. And it's a future that you have, couldn't even imagine. I think sometimes we're such control freaks. We have everything. We know what we like. Peter could have stayed down 
and all he would have had was a business. Now, is that good? Having a good business, a good thriving fishing business? That's good. But what is God's best? That today his life is speaking to us. Can I hear a good amen today? Amen. Everybody look at me today. How you respond in your failure will determine your future. It's not a game. The enemy knows it. That's why he beats you over the head. You failed. You failed. And you know what you need to say? Yeah, but Jesus said it's finished. It's finished. It's finished. I'm forgiven. Come on. I'm free in Jesus' name. Right? I may have had a failure, but I'm forgiven today. So I'm going to get up. I'm going to move forward. I know 2019 was hard. I know 2020 was hard. I know that even part of 2022 is hard, but I'm moving forward today in the name of Jesus. I'm going to move from empty to overflow. Can I just tell you today? God didn't want to just fix Peter. Oh, he fixed Peter. But listen, God doesn't want to just fix you. He wants to give you a future and fill your life to overflowing. I'm going to say that again. God doesn't want to just fix you. Oh, he'll do that. He'll make you whole. He'll heal you. He doesn't want to just fix you. He wants to give you a whole new future and fill your life to its overflow. But you're going to have to get up. Everybody say that. Get up. You're going to have to move forward. You're going to have to advance. Jesus can take an empty life and he can fill it to overflowing with his peace, with his joy. Oh man, it's a great life. I'm going to tell you the story and then we're going to close. You know, our church has been a church for about 10 years. We planted the church. My wife and I moved here from El Paso, Texas and felt a call here. When the pandemic hit, obviously I didn't know how to lead through a pandemic. Who does? I just had to trust God and they shut down the school. So we couldn't meet. And so we went online and, uh, we went online and then we thought, okay, we're going to try to start to open again. And we had volunteers and we understood that they just weren't ready to come back. You can't have church without worship and all those things. So we ended up staying closed for like 14 months, like just closed. And then we opened up. And as we started to open up, you know, we didn't have kids. We didn't have anybody to work in the kids areas. We didn't have, so we just said, I'm just, we're going to teach. We're going to have worship and see who comes. And hopefully God will continue to, to bless it. I don't know, but I thought we were going to grow faster. I thought things were going to get better quicker. And I remember sitting on the couch with my wife and we were talking and I just looked at her and I said, you know, Val, I, I, I think I've just failed. I, I, I'm a failure at this. Like, I, I'm just not good. I, 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 I don't know. Now, you need to know something about my wife. She's back there with your kids and she loves your kids. She's very sweet. But she is the epitome of meekness. Meekness is strength under control. A person who's meek doesn't always show it because they have the strength, but they just don't let it out just because they feel it. They let it out strategically. So I told that to my wife. I said, I, I think we're done. I, and uh, I was getting calls from other churches to come pastor over there. I got a call from my previous church and they said, Hey, we, I don't say this publicly cause it's just not, but I think you need to know our story and the things that we deal with. Cause I think sometimes you think when we get up here, it's like, Hallelujah. He doesn't know what he's talking. You know, like he never goes through. No, I, yeah, I, I put my pants on just like you do. And I was getting calls from other churches to 
hey, why don't you come and be our pastor? And our previous church, I was really honored that they called me. That, that means they still like me, I guess, after I left. And, and they said, hey, we have a church here in Texas. It's a full building. It's, it's got great financials. The, the guy's retiring and just want to give it to you. And I was like, I, I think I'm done here. I, I really felt like I failed. And my wife just like looks at me. If you don't, she's very sweet. But when she looks at you, she looked at me and she said, Phil, I don't feel it's time to move. And she looked at me and she gave and gazed right into my eyes. And she said, you need to move forward. Not moving. You need to get up. And you need to move forward. And I thought, I'll do another Sunday. I'll continue to pray. And my church family, this series is going to lead us into the next series. Because something is happening in 2023. And I'm not just saying it. I'm seeing, not just here in our church, I'm seeing God starting to restore things to people. It's happening. Church is starting to happen again. People are, God is restoring people's lives. People are getting off drugs. People are getting healed. And it's restoring. God is going to restore. What did, Pete, what did Jesus do for Peter? He restored his whole business in a couple of moments. Boom, just like that. And he can do it for you. But here's the thing. You can't sit in failure. You have to move forward in faith because the best days of your life are ahead of you. They're not behind you. They're ahead of you. I don't care how old you are. God is ready to take you into the deep and move you forward from the failure. But are you ready? Do you believe his word enough? Because here's the cool thing about his word. His word is the anchor in the deep. His word is unmovable, unshakable in the deep. And you can be in the deep, but you're anchored. Oh, is the deep fun? It is, because there's a lot of stuff that just hasn't happened. It's an adventure. But that's what faith is. Faith in is an adventure. Because God wants to take your life from failure and give you a whole new future. So you've got to stop sulking in, I was divorced. Okay, you were divorced. So what? Are you going to live the rest of your life with a big old D on your head? My mom got divorced. And you know what she tells me all the time? Oh, Phil, my second husband was the best husband. But she could have sat and sulked. And she married a guy that's 10 years younger. But you know what we do? We exalt and magnify our failure over what the future that God could have for us. And I'm going to tell you this. What God can do in your future is always greater and bigger than what you've done in your past. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how many times you've done it. His mercy is new today. And he's speaking into your life and he's saying, it's time to move forward. It's time to move. I just felt this from the Holy Spirit. It's time to move forward from the abuse. I'm not minimizing what happened. 
But I'm saying it's time to step into forgiveness and stop letting a moment of your life define your life and allow Jesus to take you from failure into a brand new future. Come on, I'm done. Can you give him a good round of applause today? Every head bowed. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. Every head bowed and every eye closed. In just a couple moments, we're going to take communion together. I want you just to close your eyes. I, I feel like the, the importance of this moment right here, because I feel like as we move forward, that God has, we're going to step into new future here that God has for you. It's actually the future that he's always had for us. He told Jeremiah, he says, I knew you even before you were born. God knew you were going to fail. He knew you were going to make a mistake. And yet he still is calling you into the deep to launch out again, love again, give again, serve again, step out into the deep. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to say two prayers today. If you're watching here and you've never asked Jesus to come inside your heart, you're here today in the house. Today, God's calling you to move forward from a life of sin. He's calling you to move forward from a life of of habits, addictions, and you don't have to do it. You say, Pastor Phil, I've tried. I know, but now you're going to go with him and his presence is going to be with you. It's going to empower you today. Maybe you're here and you never asked Jesus to come inside your heart. I'm not talking about joining our church. I'm not talking about joining a religion. I'm talking about having a relationship with Jesus who wants to move you forward from your failure and give you a whole new future. You know, the Bible says that when we come to Christ, he makes us a whole new creation. All the old things have passed away. And behold, we come new. Today, there's a newness here. But you're going to have to make a decision. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I'd like to say a prayer. I'd like to invite you today to become a child of God, a woman of God, a man of God. And you can today by simply saying this prayer. It's not just the prayer. It's, it's the faith behind the prayer that you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you and was sacrificed for your sin. It wasn't his sin. It was ours. He became sin. He didn't know sin, but he became sin so you and I could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Today's a new day. I know it's a new year, but you don't need a new year. You need a new you. You need to move forward. And today, if you'll say that prayer, invite him into your heart. I'm telling you, there's a whole new future. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Today, if you need to receive Jesus in your heart, would you just lift your hand? With every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just lift your hand so I know who I'm, I'm praying? God bless you. God bless you. That's why we're here. I'm so glad I didn't quit that day because God had more, and he still has more for Passion Life Church. I'm so grateful. Listen, some of you have, are children of God today. I want you to pray this prayer for those who are praying for the first time. I don't want them to feel like they're alone. If you're online, say this prayer. Come on, repeat after me. Let's say it full of faith. Say, Father God, Come on, I can't hear you. Father God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. Father God, today I repent of my sin. Forgive me of my failure, of my mistake. I receive your forgiveness. And today, I confess you as my Lord and as my Savior.
Just keep your head bowed for just a moment. Lord, we thank you. We receive the new future that you have for us. I pray today, Lord, that God, your word would just infuse people and stir up faith. You've said that you've given all of us a measure of faith and that pleases you. So today, Lord, we make a decision from this day forward. We're moving forward. No more failure. The new future that you have for us. And we thank you for that today. We worship you, God. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.